the fact that you guys would even want to listen is crazy to me. I mean, this is the corner of the circle, I guess. What it's about, real simple. People getting together, cracking jokes, talking trash, laughing a little bit, discussing current topics, old topics, really don't matter. But the cool thing is we get to crack the door open, open up the window, so to speak. Let you peek your head in, listen a little bit, be nosy. Either way, it's a good time. Glad you're joining us. This is the corner of the circle. Um, all right, yeah, we're in here. Ah, man, where do we start? Huh, this dude is absolutely off the fucking hook. Um, I mean, if there's controversy, he's been in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, if, if it's something funny, he's probably been about it. Um, I mean, his style's impeccable, you know. His technique is untouchable, you know what I mean? His girl's one of the baddest in the game. Um, he just happens to be in one of the, if not the most competitive weight class uh, in, in IPF right now, uh, that 83. There's some dogs in that bad boy. Um, he has been, you know, kiss my arch, hamstring poppy, freaking, I don't know how, I don't know how many things, I don't, I don't know how many, how many, how many you know, uh, IG handles you own. But the thing you do own right now, ladies and gentlemen, he's the newest member of the 500 Club. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Hamstring Poppy, Mr. Sean Noriega. What's up, man? Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, What's going on? I appreciate the uh, intro, and I appreciate you. Listen, I, I try to, I try to, I try to, uh, to, to, to pull it, that sway, dude. Sway, sway has the greatest <laughs> intros ever, and I'm like, yo, I'm trying to do that. Um, for those of the of the of the of the masses. Um, the millions of people that listen to this, because I'm on that Joe Rogan right now. Um, <laughs> for those of the people that that don't know who you are, that live under a rock, man, um, give them a quick rundown of, of of who you are, what you're about, and and then we're gonna get into some juicy stuff, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. So my name's Sean Noriega. Um, I compete in the 83 kilo weight class in the USAPL. Um, I'm also a coach. Work with lifters who have done nationals. A ton of collegiate lifters now. Um, I've also had, you know, a handful of lifters go to IPF Worlds, and yeah, man, trying to stay competitive and, and be a good lifter in the 83s, be a good coach to all of my youngins, because there's a lot of uh, a lot of strong kids who want to be at the top nowadays, and they're they're getting there. They're getting crazy. There. That's yeah, that's yeah, man. Woo. Your weight class, bro. They don't even care anymore in 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 the 93s, dude. It's just. It's just like if I eat one more sandwich and I'm a super strong 83, bet I'll go up to 93. Or like, oh, man, you know what? I just, I think, I mean, I'm strong enough to be a 105, but you know what I mean? Let's just cut, let's just cut a few pounds. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's literally the average walking weight for most, you know, men walking around, the, you know, so it's just, why not do 93? You know what I mean, everyone yeah. else will have, you know, let's just. Everyone else, let's go ahead and register, you know, two, three hundred lifters, ninety-three. Let's go ahead and register like nine hundred, real quick. Let's see how many. <laughs> hey, man, it's it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. I mean, and I, you know, I can't be mad at it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Like, dude, if you can, if you can stay relevant and stay at at, at the top with the ninety-three class, it's like, all right, I'm in there. But, but I will say. A lot of it is it's a lot of people in the weight class. I mean, and not everyone is, you know, 
not everyone else is cream, like, you know, that, that's at the top, but I mean, there's a lot, you know, and uh, I've noticed that there's a lot of 93s that are either like, you know what, it's not even worth trying to climb that ladder to get up there. So I'm either going to try to drop weight and go down to 83, or I'm going to try to go up to 105. Um, more so trying to go up to 105, but I mean, 105, it's starting to become a little bit more competitive than it has been in the past. But, you know, I think they quickly realize, like, if I go down to 83s, bro, I'm going to get smashed. Like, between 83, 93, 105, like, there's no running from competition. You're going to get murdered. Um, like, you know, and if, if you happen to be able to cut, I've had, I've had one guy, one lifter, uh, years ago that was able to drop from 83 to 59. And like he ended up making what? the world team, yeah, bro. You heard me right. Yes. Was he like he overweight as an eighty three? Like was he was he fat as an eighty three? Uh, no, he wasn't a fat eighty three. He just was like he was uh he was a small. He was like one of those small. Like he was a uh, he's like uh, a Mexican kid. You know what I mean? And um, he's originally from Mexico. He just had a small stature, but he was able to stack on weight. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you yeah. know, you have those people that mostly, you know, he was probably most likely he was like, a uh, it should have been like a, a mid range 74, but that dude gotcha. could eat and eat and eat and eat. You know what I mean? He was a, <laughs> he was a fluffy little 83, but he's like, man, I'm just going to see what I can do. And so he started like literally yeah. eating right, doing a little cardio here and there. And the next thing you know, like he doesn't even, bro, I'm, when I tell you, he didn't even touch the 74s. Like he was already. He shot from like I don't know how much weight that kid lost, man. Like, but he was a little roly poly, man, and he ended up like shooting completely through uh, past the seventy fours. Didn't even touch seventy fours, and he competed sixty six at a local meet, murdered the sixty sixes. But he was like, well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make the world team, there's no way. At that time, that was when Keith was eating, boy. He's like, well, yeah. there ain't no there ain't no getting past Keith. He was my best bet to try to go fifty nine. So this dude legit yeah. went on his Christian Bale. And just Machinist. lost. Shit. Yeah, dude. He just lost wow. weight on weight on weight. And I mean, he he went to uh, which worlds was that, bro? I think that was twenty fourteen. Oh, that was when we had it in um in the U.S. He so uh, yeah. So he he just he he was on he was diced, bro. When I like when he went on that platform, he was diced, and he did was pretty. That, uh, that that guy Sean. Is that guy Sean? Um, Fresquillo? Yeah, Fresquillo, yeah, Sean. And so he uh dude, he was he was nasty with it, man. But he had done bodybuilding. He had done bodybuilding in the past. And so I mean, diet was nothing gotcha. like, yeah. So and I think He's, that was yeah, he used to suffering. Yeah, dude. So he he kind of did that little bounce back. I mean, after after bodybuilding and everything. So he was he ate up and he I mean, he was able to kind of do whatever he wants to do. Like so he was and he ended up like, and he's even to this day right now, man. He's like, he's diced. I don't think he's ever going back up like that. I don't think so. So, um, but I mean, some people, some people can do well. Some people, their their strength can definitely translate to like, yo, I can move this weight now because I put on weight. And some, some people like myself, it doesn't necessarily matter how big you get. It's just, yeah, cool. I'm fluffy, whatever. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. All right, so I'm gonna get to these questions that my man asked. Um, so like, so uh, behind the scenes, guys, in case. Uh, you don't know what we're talking about. Like I have, I have actually two or three guys that are just they're huge Nori fans. But I have one guy in particular. He'll remain nameless, so I don't embarrass him. I might get at him later. But he was just like, man, you having Sean on, bro? Ask him this, ask him this. Dude just had like a million questions, so 
I was like, you know, I'm give me give me four or five of your of your you know your questions you want to ask them, and and I'll try to incorporate it in. So I mean, this is for the this is for the youngsters, man. They they love it. Uh, and so like I said, I'm just gonna pepper it in and out. But as far as as you go yeah. in your start, I mean, for those of the people that do uh, do follow you, you know, we know that I mean you're 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 an athlete. You've been an athlete. You know what I mean. You're a smart guy. You're you're also a mathlete. Um, but the the thing that people may not know is you're actually a very, very, very skilled athlete. Um, you uh, you have, you know, a, a big, I want to say a, a pretty, pretty extensive, uh, uh, I guess, background in, in, in baseball, um, which, yeah. is, which is, in my opinion, it requires, ah, man, dude, it requires about – about as much concentration in terms of hand eye and just consistency as as golf. Um, there's as far as I'm concerned in terms of of, of sports and, and, and concentration level, uh, baseball is one of those things that you have to literally be pinned in. You don't necessarily have to be the greatest of athletes, but if you have to be a great athlete with amazing concentration and you know just a just a bit of hand eye coordination, you can murder. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you you come from a, a varied sports background prior to even getting into lifting. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So like you said, um, I played baseball for like 14, 15 years. And like you said, man, like you cannot be at the plate, not just absolutely locked in. Exactly. Like if you're, if you're, if you're slightly being distracted, not even an option, but like, if you're not like, it's, it's hard to explain like being in a big situation. Like thing just kind of moves in slow motion. Yeah, when um, you're locked in, yeah, when it does. You know, you know, when you're waiting for the pitcher to the ball, there's like this calm that comes over that just slows everything down. It really does. Um, like, like, I used yeah. to think. I used to think. Sorry to cut you off because I'll be doing that because you'll say something. Like, yeah, I like that. I used to think. You know, when <laughs> when I was younger, you know, my 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 batting coach. Man, I was like, man, ten, maybe ten or eleven. He's like, you'll. He'll always say dial in, dial in. I didn't really know what he meant by dial in, but he's like, you'll get to a point where you may not be able to tell. I mean, I know, I, mean, I know a couple of, of of pros that you know that I've talked to that they literally say you can see, you can literally see the ball coming off the pitcher's hand, and I never quite got to that point where I was so dialed in that I could see that ball coming off his hand, but I could literally, I could see the delivery, and I got, I mean. By the time I guess I got to high school, I could kind of see like, well, you know what, based off of, you know, based off of the way, you know, he's he's kind of wound up, like he's that looks like that's gonna be a curve. That looks like he's gonna go slider. But I could never see that ball coming off the hand, like coming off the fingers. Um, because I could never stay dialed in that much. Like I I always like, you know what? This is you know, you look at his record, like, oh, this dude's trash, this guy's about to throw meat. I'm about to take it over like over the over the wall every time. And so in my head, I could never, I could never dial in well enough to get that point. So, you know, I, I went to football and basketball, like bigger balls and, and it's a lot. You don't have to be as dialed in. You can be more, more of an athlete, not more, you know, you, not more of a mathematician. But I yeah. mean, what's, what's that feeling like when you, when you see it, like you see it coming off the hand? Like, I don't even, that's crazy. I don't know. Like, what's that no, like? So, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like. Because when you're in high school, right, like, you're not 
face too many pictures nah. where like it's that really that important to try to pick up all those details like the yeah. average kid you're gonna face he's probably gonna be throwing like upper 70s low 80s yeah. you know his what he can throw besides a fastball like he might have a decent curveball but like you can but just go used, up there and hit but it's usually a, it's usually a hanging curve because they're just now mastering yeah. i mean because it's it's these kids have been playing, you know. And that's I'm not, not I'm not knocking all high school baseball players because there's some fucking killers out there. They're uh, freaks, man. Um, but yeah, they're they're you know if they if the kids throwing if the kids throwing 84, 85, like you're like oh my god, this guy's got heat. You know what I mean? And usually every you know I don't really know how how a lot of of schools are you know or how school systems are you know around the around the country, but usually in every district there's usually one maybe two. You know, two guys that are absolute studs that are probably going to get drafted or at least getting looked at. Um, at the very least, they're going to get picked up by a junior college. Uh, and usually, those guys are throwing. You know, usually, you know, mm-hmm. upper eighties. You know, some low nineties. We had we had a guy actually. We had a couple a couple guys on our team. Um, he's a lefty. He had all the junk in the drawer. In the drawer, I should say. And the dude was like a ninety-two. He had a ninety-two mile per hour fastball, so he couldn't be touched. Mm-hmm. Um, our righty was a, a nice long six seven. Uh, he's a, oh, a quarterback, yeah. but kid got in trouble all the time, so he oh. got he couldn't do the football thing. Um, he played basketball for a little bit, but he just could not. He couldn't get along with people, but baseball was his thing. You know, like I said, he's six six with just stupid stretch, and the dude was all fastball. It was like I dare you to, yeah. like, I dare you to hit. He didn't need, he didn't need anything. And I, but you're in high yeah, school, exactly. in high school, you don't need anything. If you're throwing ninety four in high school, most kids, at least you know, those that you know that have the you know decided like you know what, baseball is just my secondary sport. They are afraid to see that heat coming. You know what I mean? And if they do swing, they're swinging hoping to hit. They're not swinging to hit. You know what I mean? So. It's just it's crazy like from from somebody like dude I'm sorry I'm playing with my dog at the same time. It's it's crazy that you know <laughs> it's crazy like to 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 hear that like somebody that's 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 done it at a higher level like you know it, it's it's weird that cuz you even even you saying like yeah most kids they're going to be you know if if they're you know if they're going a high 70s you know the the best pitcher is probably going to be maybe a low 80s um so like when was when was that moment when you're like, dude, I'm actually better, I'm better than the average guy. Like when when was that moment? Because everyone has that moment. I know you have that moment for baseball. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm like, I peaked hard, man. Like it's actually funny because I definitely just like, I'll, I'll I guess I'll talk about this later. But I was just betting everybody at baseball from the start. Like, oh, that's crazy. Like, was. As a young kid, like, I was hitting home runs at, like, eight years old. Like, over, you know, you know, 250-foot fences, whatever. And, like, I eat, slept, and breathe baseball. Like, it was, you know, I had played, tried playing soccer when I was younger. Right. Wasn't good at it. Um, and my parents didn't really want to put me in football. It just they didn't want me to get hurt. It was like one of those things. Like I wanted to play football, but they yeah. wouldn't let me play it. Right. Um, but baseball was like even during that time where I wanted to play football, like I knew that like all I wanted to do was play baseball. Right. And I like couldn't get enough of it. It was like, you know, we played little league when we were really young, and then like when we got to like ten or eleven years old, that's when 
where I live started having travel ball teams. Oh, so, man. That changes the game. Yep. So I would play travel ball. And then, like, you know, after my game, the team, you know, I'd be, like, on a 10U team. And then, like, the 13, 12 or 13U team would be, like, yo, can Sean come pitch or catch for us? And I'd be, like, mom, like, I, I have to go play. They're, like, you're playing too many games. And I'm, like, no, there's no such thing. What are you talking no, about? No, there's not. There's not. So I'd have like it would be almost every weekend I would play like a doubleheader with my team and then go play a doubleheader with like the older team. And that was like this is all I want to fucking do. Um but eventually it got to the point when I was 13, I fucked up my elbow, got elbow surgery. Gosh. Um yeah, it happened it happened early, man, but like you know, you always you always see those like trolls in the comments who are like I'm 6 year, you know, people who are like I'm 6 years old and throw 100 miles an hour, is that good? Um, but like when I was, when I was like 12 years old, like I was throwing, you know, um, I was like a more developed kid early on. Like I was already like bigger and stronger. Wait, you were throwing, how how hard were you throwing? Like 83. Jesus. Well, dude, it was, I really thought, and, and like my coaches growing up really thought like, yeah, this kid is going to be a stud all the way until. You know, you get drafted. An opportunity to get drafted. And it was even that way in the beginning of high school. Like, I was a very good baseball player beginning of high school as well. And then I just just racked up injuries. Like, it was, you know, this elbow injury kind of affected me a little bit. But then what really screwed me over was I had um, this hand injury. And I had to get hand surgery. And you know with sports. Like, your junior year oh, is like... Oh, that's the, the year. You've got, you've got to year. kill your junior year or it's... It's not necessarily a rap, but it kills your rep. Yeah, that's like, for those of you listening who don't know or didn't play sports at a high level, like your junior year, you know, obviously you only have your junior and senior year left in high school. Your junior year is like the year where all the scouts for whatever sport you're playing, like if they've heard about you, they're coming to your games. And if they don't see something, they'll just write you off. They're on to the next, right? You you are of no inherent value to them. As a person, they just want to see you perform. And so you only have before. You might get two games, but you get one game, and it's like, and it's never. I don't think people understand. It's never. It's never like all right. You go to. I'm gonna go to this game. I'm gonna go to this game. They're gonna find. They're gonna look on the schedule. They're gonna find out who the best team in the, in in your district or in your league is. They're gonna find that team because that's gonna be the one that you know. It's usually like a rival or whatever, but whichever one that you're going to get tested the most, that's the one they go to. And so it's never one or two. You know, everyone goes to that game. They never go like, oh, let's go to the game that they're playing somebody trash to watch this kid shine. It's always the game like, oh, dude, this is the one that he's, he's, he's got to show up. If he shows up, shows out this game, then you know what? We can, we can offer him. Or this is somebody I'm going to tell the office about. Um, so so you're, you're, you're in your junior year battling yep. some injuries. Junior year starts, first game of the season gets cracking. What happens? Well, even before then, I missed more than half of my junior season. What? I had, dude, I was, I was in batting practice one day with my hitting coach. And, <clears throat> you know, it was, the, the story of my baseball injury is all overuse, man. Like, I was, I was in the batting cage taking, like, probably two, 300 swings, like, every day. And... This is a weird injury to happen, but it's happened to, you know, Dustin Pedroia, yeah. Pablo Sandoval. Yeah. 
it's happened to a couple major leaguers where for those of you listening who don't follow baseball, every baseball bat has a knob on the end of the bat. Like it's, it's out right at the bottom. You swing, follow through, just the knob of that bat just rubs into the hand. Yeah. And I was in one batting session and like halfway through, I'm like, my hand's really starting to hurt. Like it felt like a bruise. Yeah. And I'm taking swings. I'm like, this yeah. really hurts. So I was like, I could probably keep going. Like it's not terrible. And then I took one swing, felt like a, like a pop sort of feeling in the hand. And I was like, wow, that was really uncomfortable. Took a break and then came back to swing. And that next swing I took, I was like, I literally can't hold a bat in my hands. So I went to the doctor and apparently there's this bone. Um, it's called the hammock. It's like this really weird fucking small bone that's like on the outside of your hand here. Yeah. And it just completely like broke off. So they're like, we need to do surgery, go in, take it out. And you're just not going to have it in your hand. Like, it's fine to not be there, yeah. but we have to go yeah. in and take it out or else you will not be able to swing. So I missed the first 10 or 11 games. Oh, my, my gosh. And then so. I come back, like, midway through the season. It was actually pretty cool. Like, I came back, first game, hit a home run, my first pitch of my first at bat. Hey! But then – but, no, that felt – dude, that felt – Awesome. Like, okay. I honestly don't think I've ever experienced anything in powerlifting that compares to how good it feels to hit a home run. I just don't think it exists. It's different. It's different. It's different. Like, I don't think. Maybe I say that because I haven't won yet, but like. <laughs> you know, but if the thing is, I have won and I can tell you it's a completely different feeling. Um, especially. I mean, those are, those are homers that you hit that you like, you expect to hit. Yeah. Those are the and there's the homers that that you hit that you like, oh, I did not know. You know what I mean? Like you weren't expecting it. And then there's those homers that you hit, it's just like everything it's just like everything is just aligned. You know what I'm saying? It just it's coming down. It literally yeah. looks like they're lobbing you the ball. Like in the it's I don't know, I mean, and for, for those people what I mean, and the people that have played baseball that that were, you know, hitters, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. The ball doesn't even look like a baseball anymore. It literally looks like a beach ball. And it's just like, yeah. I'm about to smash this thing. And then it's like you know it. It's like, I, I guess the ones that you want, the ones that you don't want, and then there's the ones that you need. And there's that one that you need that's just the ball looks like a beach ball. And as soon as it make, makes contact with that barrel, it's just boom. Like, that's... I mean, it's not a crack because I mean, in in high school we had to play with aluminum, but it's like a it's like a a boom slash ping that you hear, and it's just like it feels so soft. Yeah, like when you really fucking dude, when you when you square it, it literally just feels like it feels dude. It feels like the ball just wraps around the barrel and it just lost because it just I don't like I don't. I, you know what you can liken it to because I mean some of the I mean some of my 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 people that listen like they you know their 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 moms and dads in the softball leagues you know that crack that you hear when you like slap a softball that's what it sounds like when you smash a baseball so it's you pretty much double slash triple up the the velocity intensity of that contact uh, <laughs> of that softball um, and shrink it down to a baseball and that's the sound that you get it's it's otherworldly, and you're right. There's, you're never gonna experience anything in powerlifting that feels like hitting a home run. You know what I'm saying? But then 
you're never going to experience anything in baseball that feels like pressing 500 pounds or yeah. throwing, you know, a court, you know, throwing, you know, six, 600 plus pounds on your back and just literally feeling it crushing you. And all of a sudden like, nah, you know what? I'm going to stand up with this. I mean, those, those people that have been athletes, those people that I should say are athletes and have had an athletic background and have had any, any, any small part of success in athletics, um, you'll know that you, you, uh, to have a touchdown, it's com- it feels completely different than, you know, a home run. To throw yeah. a strike, a strikeout, com- com- feels completely different than running the perfect route and just shitting on somebody on the field. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, dude, having a triple-double, it's, you know, that, it's, that, it's, I can tell you from experience, that feels better. A triple-double feels better, <laughs> at least for me. It felt better than... You know, going four for four in a baseball game. Really? Like, and going four for four in a baseball game is, it doesn't matter what level you're on. Um, Yeah, like, now, I've never had a cycle, so I can't really say, like, I, w- I would think it would be comparable to having a cycle. You know what I mean? Like, having a, a triple-double or, or, or a triple-quad, I don't know. But, like, I just, those are, the, those are the, the masters that I've had, you know, extensive, you know, sports backgrounds, you know, it's, it's there each each sport each discipline has its own different high um well yeah. i feel like the ultimate high i think as i mean cuz i never was a pitcher you know what i mean but you know you know getting you know a nice pop fly and throwing someone out i figured it awesome the, the janitor throw at home plate that shit's so fun dude You're like like little like little things here like baseball has so many like you know there's so many intricacies like within baseball like you know it's you know and not everyone can do it where but it's weird because you look especially if you watch the major leaguers like these dudes look like ah that's that's somebody's dad out there like there's no way but then that'll get there and and he'll you know hit a 100 mile per hour fastball with not necessarily with ease but with skill um it's one of the, the the few things that require an ultimate ultimate amount of concentration and skill that a lot of sports don't necessarily require but again you know, yeah. each each sport, each discipline has its own high. So we're sorry, I just keep interrupting you because you just keep like all the no, stimulation no, you're here. Good, you're good. Um, so we're we're we hit our first home run, first pitch, first at bat. Then what happens? So the the doctor that I went to, so I'd gone to the hospital for special surgery, which is like the biggest sports orthopedic hospital pretty much in the country. Mm-hmm. I went there for my elbow like years back and I went back to them, uh, saw like a hand specialist for, you know, he did my surgery. Right. And he told me, he's like, you're, you know, you're the time where I came back in the season was before I was supposed to go back. Ah, so you came okay. back, you came back a little premature. Was, I think that, yeah. And I, I mean, obviously I was being stubborn. Um, you know, <laughs> It's not, it's, you know, it wasn't as severe as like an arm injury where I took, you know, the advice of how long I should take to rehab really to heart. Cause it's like, my hand's not going to fucking break. There's nothing in there anymore. That's causing issue. It's just a pain thing at this point. Right. Um, but like I went back early and I'm sure you know this, but like there are a ton of like physical therapy prescriptions you get that are just like a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So like, there was nothing I was doing for my hand that got it better quicker. Right. So I was dealing with like all the scar tissue 
after the surgery. So like that first game, great. Second game, I took a swing and felt like the same thing I did yeah. when I, there's nothing there that hurt it, but it's it just was breaking just up like that, scar breaking, breaking up that up. scar tissue. Yeah, man. Like, I don't think people uh, understand. Like, it just, it hurts. Scar tissue, breaking up scar tissue and, and intentionally trying to break up scar tissue anywhere in your body is the most excruciating pain because it's ha it has to be self-inflicted. You know, and so you, <laughs> dude, I have, I mean, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, dude, I've had to, I, I've had so many just different injuries throughout my sports career that, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, and the doctor like, oh, that's scar, that's scar tissue. I'm like, well, dude, how, how do we get better? Like, well, you have to break it up. Say <laughs> so, what? So I'm going to literally have to sit here and intentionally not only do the rehab, but prior, prior and post, you know, rehab exercise, I'm going to be sitting here rubbing on the part that hurts the most yep. to, in order to break it up. I mean, I don't think people understand it's, it's a bit sadistic because you, you, you have to intentionally hurt yourself in order to get yourself better. And, you yeah. know, but the thing is, it, it, these, these are weeks we're talking about. It, this is required. It requires weeks and weeks and weeks, sometimes months of the same, you know, repetition in order to get back to a hundred percent or whatever they, whatever they like to call it. But in, in especially in high school in in a sports season period, you only have weeks. You don't have months. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially, no. especially key here, ding, 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 junior year. And like, like, like he said, if, if you know, if you know sports, you know, junior year is huge, especially if you're an athlete that has a chance to go to the next level, whatever that level may be. So we're talking, we're talking rehab. We're talking breaking up scar tissue. We're, we're talking about doing all these exercises on top of trying to get back to hundred percent mentally to get out there to compete at the highest level that you can. All the while, like, you know, with, with, with rehab and things that are required that usually take months in order to heal. We don't have months. We don't have weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we have days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you're breaking all this stuff up, and, 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 and you're, you're going back to second game, and you feel like you're right back to square one is what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, so I, like you said, I'm literally sitting in class every day just, like, taking a knuckle to this fucking hand and yeah. trying to break everything up. Eventually, it got better for playoffs. Like we did a really good job in the playoffs. That was probably our best season in the like our playoff run. Uh, junior year was probably right. our best. We we lost in like the you know I think we lost in like the county finals or something. It was it was tough. Every year we made it to like the same point and just lost in like the last possible place we could fucking be. Like my senior year, uh, you know, same thing happened. We lost in like the state finals or whatever. So it was like. Every it was upsetting. But, so close. Yeah, exactly. We never, we never won, but we always made it close, which was worse. Yeah, it's, I, I remember, say that, that's that, that's yeah, worse. I remember, I remember seeing Derek Jeter. He was on. I forget who he was being interviewed by, but and and disclaimer. So I'm a Yankee fan. Yankee fans love Jeter. I'm not the biggest Jeter fan, to be honest, but. That's like as a player, but like as a as a competitor, yeah. you know, I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. And he was in this interview yeah. and he's like somebody asked him, they were like, Oh, like does it you know, does it feel better that you guys lost this year because you made it to the World Series? And he's like, What? He's like, What no. He's like, What what would make that feel better? He's like, We lost. And they're like, Yeah, but you know, your team made it so far. He goes, No. Like he was just insulted 
that they would even ask this yeah. question like, oh yeah, you know, we made it all the way here. So I'm going to feel better that I lost now. No. And it's like, it almost, no. it feels worse. There's no such thing as good it's, enough. I don't know if people are like, yeah, yeah like it, it's, it's for the ultimate competitor, I will say, and you'll see it throughout history, at least in, in the, the, the guys that, that I, I tend to idolize uh, over the years, it's all or nothing. If you do not get the ship, it's all for nothing. And we, we, we and, and mind you, we do live in in a in a an ever ever growing society where it's it's cool to have your participation medal. But for the ultimate competitor, there's no such thing as just participating. You know what I mean? Like, no. I I would much rather, I mean, as bad as it sounds, I'd much rather get blown out fifty to nothing, whatever sport it is. I'd rather, you know. Especially on in a team sport, I'd rather us do our best and get blown out by fifty points than go and lose by one. Um, yeah, like because then you feel in your head, at least for me as a competitor, I'm like I could have done something more to get that one point. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, same thing. Like if 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 I'm gonna go all the way through the playoffs and I'm gonna get to the semifinals or the quarterfinals, you may as well. I may as well just be at home doing nothing. I just. I just, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's dope to fight, but at the end of the day, guess what? You're doing the same thing that everyone else that lost is doing, chilling and watching the champion. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, and, and while, you know, the 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 process of, of the practices and the training and being with your boys and having those, because um, I don't necessarily remember a lot about games, but I, I remember all the practices and all the fun we had at practice. I mean, because, I mean, oh. after a while, you do so many games, it's like, all right, cool. I mean, but in, in the games, it's it's about execution. But in practice is where you're holding your skills and I mean everybody's getting better and you have those practices where, you know, and I know you probably have one like where just it seems like everyone's just on fire. Like just I don't know. And, and the thing is that you're you're never I mean, at least in my career in, in all the sports I ever played, I never had a, a, a game where, you know, there was three or four people that were just on it. There was never a game where like, you know what, dude, yo, LS is going four for four. Oh my god, Jeremiah is going four for four. Oh my god. Yo, Pat's got a no hitter right now. Like it was never one of those things. It's like some one person was going off, and as a team, you're gonna do your your best to make sure that they stay going off the whole game, and that you don't mess it up. Like if this guy, like dude, he's got a no hitter. We'll do it. Let me make sure that I do my job to make sure that he stays. Like you, I'm you kind of wrap. Yeah, dude. Man. Like you know, what I'm saying like it could be a foul ball. <laughs> I've done this, dude. <laughs> This guy hit a foul, and at the time, Patrick had a no-hitter. Uh, <laughs> this cat hit a foul ball, bro, and I'm playing, I'm, playing, I'm playing center field. I just take off. I didn't want to leave anything to chance, bro. I just take off. Bro, I chase this ball down. I mean, and clearly, clearly it's in the trees. But it's just, I just did not want to be that guy like, yo, he didn't even try. Oh, let's take ourselves a little bit of break. Why don't you get on up, stretch out a little bit. I don't know. Just kind of relax a little bit before we start the second half of the Corner of the Circle. While you're waiting, we'll let you know that this has been brought to you by the one and only sponsor, McLean and Circle, for all your apparel needs. You already know what it is. McLean and Circle, Corner of the Circle, a lot of circles. <laughs> don't worry about it. Let's get back to it. And I mean, and I look up in in my head. I'm like, dude, it's. It, I just remember people like, out, 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 out. I just remember I just kept running and running and running. And you know me, I'm super emo, you know. And we're gonna get that emo part. It's like, 
five seconds. Like the ball goes and I watch go in the trees and kind of roll down the street or whatever. And I look around and it's like four of us. Everybody's just like busting ass to get to that ball just in case it was in play. And dude, I was like, you know what? I mean, kind of like we said earlier, like every discipline has its, its, its own rewards. You know what I mean? But there's, there's nothing like that. You'll never get that in powerlifting. You'll never get, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the, the closest thing you're going to get is, you know what? You know, this guy is, he's, you know, you know, it, there's, there's six competitors, you know, competing and there should have been 12. And so all, all the people are taking a full minute or I got hurt and I'm going to, I'm going to go in timeout a full minute so everyone else can rest behind me. Like that's really all you're going to get in terms of that type of, of sportsmanship. But dude, I, I'll never forget that moment of looking around and seeing like, well, there's there's five of us out here chasing this foul ball to make sure that it stays a foul ball. And that it's, you know, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I just it's little things like that with baseball that I mean, I'm, I'm for sure going to miss. Um, you know, I mean, I yeah. guess there's, there's things in all sports that I'm going to miss, you know, I mean, and I guess the closest thing you can really get to it, I guess, in powerlifting is just, you know, kind of surrounding yourself with good people that just really want to, you know, they everyone wants to succeed. Um so I'm sorry I keep interrupting, dude. I just, you know what I mean? Like, I've been wanting to pick your brain about mm -hmm. baseball for a long minute anyway. So this is, it's probably going to yeah. end up being the, the Nori baseball cast. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like, so yeah, we're, we're in the middle of, uh, we, we've, we've gone through, what, junior year. Um, yeah, pretty much made it through. Yeah, made it through. Um, but Like, you know, you know, it was, it was probably around my junior year. You know, like I said, from, from when I started playing travel ball all the way up to the beginning of high school. Um, both me and my coaches were 100% convinced, like, I'm going to play baseball at a high D1 level. Right. And right. my junior year comes around, I miss that half. And then it's probably at the end of that season that I really – something changed in me mentally about the sport. Uh -huh. But also missing that season was just so big. And I was like, things are probably not going to pan out how I expected them. Right. And right. – um, around that time, like we had been, my baseball team, my travel team at least, had been doing a ton of strength and conditioning stuff uh -huh. uh, for years at this point. And I'd always just been the, you know, me and this one kid, Billy McLean, I'll, you know, I'll never forget. He's, he was one of my best friends growing up. We're still, you know, really good friends. We were both same builds, uh -huh. like most athletic strongest kids on the team. Like neither of us are tall, but the strongest, fastest kids. And we would just always compete with each other. And, you know, you get to the point where you're, you know, you're almost 18 years old now. You like, you want to lift weights. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's just something you want to do. You want to be strong. You want to look good, whatever. And my senior year, like right before it starts, I would gotten really into lifting. Mm -hmm. And um, I missed a little bit. Some before uh, senior year, I had been doing like a bunch of, a bunch of showcases. So it was that summer like I said, where I realized like something, you know, something changed. Like it was that summer that I was doing showcases. Um, like my goal in life, I wanted to go to Stanford. That was yeah. where I wanted to go to school. That's yeah. where I wanted to play baseball. Man, and I went to their, I went to their, I went to their camp. Um, they, it's actually, it was really cool. They did like a, it was like 500 kids mm -hmm. that one weekend. They hosted multiple camps, but like it was, it was massive. There were a ton of kids. And before anybody touched the baseball, they did like a combine. Like it was like a baseball combine. Oh. It was pretty cool. They, you did like you did like a five ten five, a vertical. You ran the sixty instead of the forty. Yeah. There were these other strength tests, and like out of the five hundred kids, I had 
like as vertical, that's five ten five, and then there was like some like med ball strength test that they did that I think I was like fourth at. So like off to a good start. First game of the of the of the showcase were in the stadium, which if you haven't seen the sunken diamond field at Sanford, it is beautiful. It's wow. beautiful. So you guys and got to play there. What? Y'all got to play there. Like at the Sunken Diamond? Yeah. That's insane, dude. Wait, so, wait. Actually, I'm going to go look for this real quick. Hopefully I can be quick. But they let us play in the Sunken Diamond, and they made every kid a Stanford jersey with their name on it. Shut up. Let me see if I can find it real quick. This dude's <laughs> Must be nice. All I did is when I went to football camps. I don't think I ever... I never even thought to go to a baseball camp to be 100 with you. So, I mean, I think I went to UT, University of Texas, Texas Tech, uh, Miami. Oh, you – that's fire. Isn't that sick? That's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Do you like oh. – I mean, do you still wear it every now and again? Memory lane? <laughs> when, I, when I pretend to relive my glory days. <laughs> so, the first game, we're in the sunken diamond. And I hit a home run my first fucking at bat. It was like crazy. I was like, this could not be off to a better start. And then the rest of the camp, I sucked. Sucked. Oh, I didn't, man. I think I made it out of my, because like with showcases, they, they start you off at a 1-1 count. Mm-hmm. They're just like, we just want to get through. We just want to see yeah. how you react in situations. Yeah. And they're like, that's the thing for, for people who don't know. It's like, if you think you get less I you know, you get less opportunities when a scout comes to watch a game, like go oh, to a showcase. Man. Like you're getting like seven at bats. Yeah. Um yeah. over games. And it was like maybe like two for seven or three for nine, yeah. something like that. Um like the rest of the camp sucked for me. And I remember I spoke to the the head coach at the wow. end of the at the end of the camp and he's like, you know, where we we already have filled the spot that mm-hmm. like you, you pl- I played outfield at the time. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we filled, we filled your spot. And I, and I ended up, I remember at the end of that summer, I went home and like looked up on perfect game, like who was going where. Yeah. And yeah. this kid from, um, he was from out West. I can't remember where, but he threw like 99 from the outfield. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Good job, bro. Yeah, like you know what? Okay, I'm I'm not mad at that. All right, so so yeah, <laughs> you, you've got the numbers behind it. Yeah, like it's but but yeah, it's, it's you know a lot of times it's time and opportunity. A lot of times it's just being lucky. And at the end of the day, it's just you know um, like kind of we said like you if you have a standout junior season that can definitely set you up. But at the same time, conversely, if you don't have the greatest junior season, then a lot of times you just your name just gets put at the bottom of the pile. You know what I mean? And it doesn't necessarily, you know, prevent you from from being able to go places. It just makes it it makes that senior year that much harder, because and, and I think if you are a competitor, if you are an athlete, and you're trying to get picked up, you're trying to go that next level. It makes that senior year that much harder because it's not necessarily pressure from it's not necessarily external pressure, but it's this internal pressure to get picked up. It's it, the internal pressure to be validated as a D one level athlete. It's that internal pressure of like. You know, even if you can afford to go to a college, like, you know what, dude, I'm so good. They're going to pay me to go play for them. Um, it's yeah. all these, uh, it's all these, this internal pressure to, to go to the next level. And, you know, 
not that it's I've never felt that it was unhealthy to put pressure on yourself. But, you know, some some kids, you know, some kids, they 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 take it to the nth degree, man. And it ends up consuming them more than it does, you know, compelling them. Um, So so at this point, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in the middle of your senior season or we're at we're in your senior season. How did that end up going? So so finishing up that summer now, mm -hmm. I had gotten several D1 offers. Right. But the problem was like. I was also doing really well in school yeah. and I could not justify going to a school that I would not go to academically. Like they weren't at that point, they weren't high, high level D one schools. Like there was a brief period of time that, um, like UVA yeah. was looking at me, yeah. uh, Columbia, which that was kind of the route that I wanted to go right. that summer. I was like, okay, I can play D one if I go to an Ivy league school. Right. Right. And, um, it was actually funny. So Columbia, I had been in contact with the entire summer. And then at the end of the summer, the coach tells me, he's like, hey, you know, we filled your spot. We took a kid. Turns out one of my good friends growing up, and I never even knew it. Like I found out like well, later on when he announced that he committed to Columbia. Wow. That it, I had played baseball with him, like travel baseball, from like age 10, like all throughout high school. But like obviously they're not going to tell me who they took. So then I find out, yeah, it's this kid, this kid, Mark Flynn. He was this big right fielder, like 6'3", good bat. Um, but at the end of that summer, I realized, like, okay, I'm probably, you know, going to go to an Ivy League school or I'm going to go to MIT. So it's like, at this point, it's clear to me that if I play D1 baseball, that's going to be the end of the line. Like, right. I'm not going to go anywhere further than that. Right. Um, right. And... Because of that, I had started taking like all the lifting stuff I was doing more seriously, yeah. just because yeah. I enjoyed it so much. And like, I did my first powerlifting at midway through my senior year of school. Okay. Um, and then it just kind of got to the point okay. where I knew I knew like my senior year of baseball, like I was going to take it seriously, but it it didn't it no longer had the same stakes mm -hmm. as it did prior. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was like. We're, like I want to have the best season I possibly can so that this team here could win. But there was no longer the, I need to have the best season right. ever so I can go play somewhere. Right. So, so it just got to the point where I was like, I was like, I, I kind of like this whole lifting weights thing more than I do baseball now. Um, so my senior, like I said, my senior year went great. Like we, we crushed it. I played really fucking well. Um, I actually went back to catching my senior year for the first time in years because I hadn't caught uh, for a really long time because right. of my, my arm injury. And um, it felt just like I, you know, felt like riding a bike. Yeah. Like you can just forget being played. Thankful that I didn't play college baseball as a catcher because my knees and hips would be toast. Oh, by yeah. You'd be absolute toast. In the moment, I like, I loved catching. It was it was so much fun to me. Um, like obviously the pitcher's the guy on the mound, but like when you catch, you feel in control. Oh, you're in you know absolute I mean? control. Like, like there's yeah. My uh, the the guy I was telling you about our our pitcher that we had uh, in high school, the guy uh, Patrick, because that he was an absolute unit. Um, his younger brother, who's now the uh, the offensive coordinator for TCU, uh, Sonny Cummings. Mm -hmm. He uh he was the catcher, and so yeah. there was a brief moment in time where you literally have these two six foot four six foot five 
Giants. Big count. Dude, and I'm telling you, man, like that kid. And, and I mean, and, and it's only it's only right that he's you know one of the one of the most brilliant offensive minds in college football right now because the guy just like over the years I, I've yeah. noticed, and I never really thought about it until like I got out. Like most of your your thinkers, most of your your <clears throat> your men that 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 can literally play chess on the fly are your catchers. They're really kind of the yep. quarter they're quarterback of the thing, you know. And and while the the pitcher does get the glory. You know what I mean? The catcher's making, he's making that call. He re, he's literally memorizing everyone that comes up, their tendencies. I mean, you know, what they're, what they're falling for, what they're going for. I mean, and if you have a good, especially in high school, if you have a good catcher, you pretty much have a second coach, you know, like while yeah. you're, you know, you know, while, while you're in the middle of, 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 of comp- competing because the, the guy's literally like his pulse is literally right there. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. I, I'm about to be honest with you, I just cannot. There's no way. I one, I didn't like saying squatted down that long. No, and, and two, it just I think I tried catching one time, you know, in Little League, and the kid I don't even know. The the kid supposedly checked his swing. How are you gonna check your swing and end up hitting me in the side of the face? I don't know. But dude, I just yeah, how's that possible? That would you have a backwards batting stance? But yeah, man, so I got hit in the head one good time. I'm like, yeah, this is not my steez. I appreciate it. Here's the mass bass coach. I'm gonna go outfields where I belong. Um, so yeah, I just I love I I love like being in the and that's why I thought, you know, growing up I would have loved to play football because I loved the really physical moments of baseball. Like I love the play at the plate where the kid tries to run you over and oh, he yeah. just gets fucking stomped. Like, how dare you? Um, yeah. Um fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh man, I can't remember now. But yeah, so it felt it felt just great to catch again my senior year. Um, it felt like a good way to like kind of cap off my my baseball career. What ended up happening is I, I went to FC, um and was going to play baseball there. We played a fall season, like crushed the fall season, but it was like you know it's, it you know it's not the same. You're like this is not the the competitive environment that I expect from baseball. Like you think about your entire time playing a sport and like the intensity, the stress, Mm -hmm. all of the things that like drive performance. And when those factors are no longer there, you're like, I, this is the way that I felt was like, like I'm doing a disservice to myself and like what this sport is to me. If this is how I finish my life playing it. Yeah. Like I I was like, it's time to stop. And before our spring season rolled around, like I sat down with our two coaches and I come into the office and it was, it was awkward because it was like only a few days. One, it was only a few days after our like fall season evaluations. Yeah. We all went into the office and each of us coaches and they said what they expected of us. And he was like, yeah, you know, you'll probably bat in the three to five spot this year. Like we're really, really excited to have you, you know, as an offensive asset, whatever, whatever, obviously your arm uh, in the outfield is going to be huge too. And like a couple days later I come in and they're like, Oh, Sean, how are classes going? What's up? And I'm like, I can't do I'm this. not playing this year. <laughs> and, and that was, and you know, oh, it's funny. I was actually, dude, I was, I was talking cause my, my mom, I don't think anybody loves that I played baseball more than my mom loving how much I played baseball. Like she just like lived for watching me play. That's bad. And, yeah. and 
I remember I was telling her literally a couple days ago, I was like, it, it was the weirdest feeling when spring came around that first year that I wasn't playing. Cause it's just something about like the smell in the air that you're yeah, like, man. it's baseball. Yeah. And I just remember where I lived my freshman year was right in front of Fields. Oh, like, right in the baseball fields is getting tortured like, daily. And I'm just like, this is so weird. Like, I'm not going to practice. Like, I've not done, I have not had a day in April where I haven't gone to a baseball field since I was like four years old. Like, what is this? Yeah, what is and this? And it was, like? it was such yeah, a strange feeling. Oh, man. But I mean, you know, I, it, it it's crazy, you know, looking back on it now just because, you know, it's such a big part of your life, but the carryover, the weird thing, man, you know, that, that I always tell myself and I tell a lot of my athletes and, I, and I've, you know, I've told kids, kids that I've coached in different disciplines throughout the years, like you're, you never know when that last day is going to be your last day till it's your last day. And when you, like, yep. you know, and you look back on it, like, you know, well, this is my final day. You know, you never, you never know when that clock actually goes count down to zero. Um, you know, and you look no. back on it, you look back on, you know, maybe it's your last, I look back on my last football game that I played, you know what I mean? In, in college and man, I, and I did some pro stuff, but as far as I'm concerned, my last game that I like felt like football was football and not a business was my last game in college. And I had no clue that that was my zero. I had no clue at yeah. the time that that was my zero because I had a, an amazing game. Uh, my stats were off the freaking charts. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, this is this is gonna, you know, this is gonna give me opportunity to to go to the next level. And while you do get a shot at doing all that stuff, it's it's never the same. Um, you know, like I didn't know that that was gonna be the last time that I was gonna step out on a field and be like, I'm the man, or the last time I was gonna step off a field and, you know, like take my cleats off or put my cleats on like you know let's go do this you know i just you didn't know i didn't know it was zero you know and and so you know high school same way i didn't know that i mean i didn't know that the the, the day that i walked in the coach's office and told him, hey you know what i i think i'm gonna concentrate on football and i don't think i'm gonna play baseball you know same thing with basketball you know i didn't know that that, the, that last game that you know that last game that that late spring early summer that i played with my team that was the last time that was my clock went to zero you know like it's it's weird when you, you look back on it you know but then i you know you have the like i always try to take comfort in the fact like you know what when i did go zero when my clock did count down to zero dude i was one i was with the the, the guys i loved i was with my squad i was with my brodies but dude we balled out like basketball we balled out you know baseball we balled out you know what I mean? And, and so I'm like, all right, cool. That was my zero, you know. And, and, but I forget some people, some people never even got a shot to do it in the first place. You know, so yeah. it's, it's, it's weird looking back on it now because it's, it's, it's such an odd feeling to realize like, yo, that was my final time doing any of that stuff. And, you know, it's little things, bro. Like when you walk in, it's like when you walk in a store and you walk past the cleats, like, oh, those are fire. I would love to put those on. You know what I mean? Or, or baseball gloves, bro. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? All these like all <laughs> we we do we guys, y'all understand like sometimes like he and I will just go on these like these 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 IG tangents and just start talking about stuff, man. And dude, we we talked about bats for like an hour 
Um, just about mm-hmm. like just different bats. Cause dude, there's bats that he got to use that I've never even I didn't even know existed. And so like he's telling me about these bats, yo. And I'm like literally Googling these bats while we're talking. I'm like, oh, I've used that one. Oh, I've never seen that one before. Like I, you know, like all these these new badass bats that are coming out. And I was like, I think like I was like, dude, I don't even think I think I would kill somebody now with with the, with the type of aluminum bats they have in the game now. Why? Like that's why they stopped. You know, that's why they changed bat regulations a few years back. Yeah, man. Like the, a lot of the bats we were talking about, like they were nuts. Dude, and they I remember were my. Insane. It was my so- my sophomore year was the first year that they completely changed the. It was like the 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 pressure of the air inside the yeah. bats had to be reduced to a lower level because it was like dangerous to well, be swinging these. Kids aren't the same as they were, you know, like kids aren't not, you know, I mean, I, I'll, I, I can openly admit, like I was an outlier. You were an outlier. Um, on average, kids weren't as, as strong and as, as, as fast and as evolved and as skilled. Uh, you know, they didn't start, you know, they didn't really start. I mean, kids did it. There was a few kids that did it, but now oh, as a whole, more kids are actually making, you know, their, their particular sport, their specialty earlier. You know what I mean? So they specialize. Yeah, there's a lot more specialty. Yeah. There's a lot more power. There's a lot more, you know, you know, uh, discipline specific, you know, exercises that are done by by kids as a whole toward their particular discipline. So the bad speed is a lot faster now. You know what I mean? The pitching off the mound <laughs> is, you know, it's a little bit more skilled. Um, and the thing is, it's not necessarily. I've noticed at least it's not necessarily the wild pitches. Obviously, they're gonna get hit back at you. It's the skilled pitches that are across the plate that are going to get hit back. They're going to be slapped right back at your face. Uh, and you got to yep. think you've got a, 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 a bigger, better bat, a bigger, better kid, a bigger, better, and faster pitcher that's coming off the mound. There's more skill. Obviously, as more skill is, is brought to the game at a younger age, so, so goes the increase, increasing, in my opinion, of, of the possibilities of danger, regardless of the skill. Um, and so if you have a bat that pretty much turns into a weapon, you know, you can. You got a kid that can that that knows bat speed. You got a kid that that, that really knows what they're doing, um, and they're comfortable. You know, being you know being at that plate. Then you, man, it it changes the game. So yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely see where they would have to change regulations. You know, definitely change the, you know, change the you know just just the amount of pressure that's inside that bat. Um, because I just I remember using the C core. I'm like, oh, this thing is, oh my god, this is a cannon, and and then like all of a sudden like wait. What is that? What's the TPX? What's that about? And getting that like, wait you a minute. Should, you should you should have seen the bats that were around like when I was like 12, 13 years old, man. No, it was they were insane. There's this one bat. <clears throat> There's this one bat that the TPX catalyst. Ah, oh, yeah, you told me drop, about that one. Yeah, drop ten, two and three quarter inch barrel. Like it was literally like those little fucking those like toy bats that you get yeah. from kids where the bat humongous it's a low-key billy club Those bats, they lasted like five uses like i broke three of them and oh, not like getting jammed. you hit the barrel and the composite metal cracks i've seen those bats get broken in games over and over again like there's they were so powerful like you could hit the shit out of the ball but they're not lasting you no. even half a season well i i think because I, I know like for I don't was I don't know if it was TPX. It was it may have been TPX. Like I I know that like people were actually complaining that they they were putting too much pressure. There was too much pressure inside the bat. You know what I mean? And so like you've got God knows how much pressure inside the bat 
couple that with some kid that's you know you know that's swinging you know swinging to the heavens and then you know obviously that's that's just too much force you know on the inside i mean it's so like the pressure has nowhere to go but out you know through <laughs> through the aluminum apparently but yeah i mean it's just yeah. it's weird thinking about you know how just how the game you know has evolved up to this point now we talk. We talk, babe. This is dope, dude. We're definitely gonna have to have a part two. I can already tell you right now. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the thing. We're, we're 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 gonna get up. So what we're gonna do, guys, in case um you know, and you don't even know this happened. This this how this is happening. We're gonna work up right to where where he's introduced the powerlifting, right where uh <laughs> right where Sean Noriega starts becoming Kiss My Arch, and then we're gonna stop there and we're gonna have a part two because I think this is I'm excited right. to talk about the powerlifting good. portion. So. We are, we're, we're finished, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we've, we've, our clock has gone down to zero. That's where we're at right now. And <laughs> so, you know, we're walking class now. We're, we're walking past the baseball diamonds over and over and over. We're being tortured. Uh, does this make us dig deeper into our, our lifting? What, how does, like, does lifting obviously take a bigger part of your life uh, from that point? Or, like, well, I would say so. Like I, I already had probably been spending, like given that I wanted to keep playing baseball, I had probably already been spending too much time in the weight room. Ah. Um, and I kind of convinced myself I could do both. And, but when, when baseball was gone, it's like, all right, now I can, now I can do my thing. And actually it's funny because, you know, I had all those, those thoughts about, leaving baseball for the reasons I described. But the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge was I hired Joey November, 2014. So it was at the end of the fall baseball season. And I was like, Hey man, um, I play baseball. Like, I don't know if this is something you want to do. It was actually funny. I was Joey's first online client. And I was like, I want to do a meet before baseball season starts. Uh huh. And like, like that was it. Like I just, I was like, I'm going to play baseball this year, but like, I want to get a powerlifting meet in before them. And like the meet that I did just kind of exceeded my expectations. And it like helped me make that decision where I was like, okay, I see myself taking all of that competitive energy from baseball. And now, now that it's not in baseball anymore, directing it towards powerlifting. That's dope. So it made that decision to leave easier. And then from that point on, it worked out well that there were actually a lot of kids who still compete, um, but there were a lot of guys that I that I trained with at MIT who were powerlifters. Like when I got to MIT, those dudes already had meets under their belt that I didn't. So it was like, you know, it was a good atmosphere to be lifting in for all of those years right. to help me, you know, just go all in on powerlifting. That's dope, man. So, golly, that's, that's crazy. So like you're, you go from, you know, Basically, you go from one discipline and love to literally, it's almost like it just kind of fit like hand in hand, you know? I mean, yeah. because, I mean, I think because of the, you know, the, and I think a lot of athletes, I mean, I identify with it completely. I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to touch weights, man, bro. I, I could not stand them. But, you know, I did it because I knew that, <laughs> I knew that, you know, it was going to help my performance. But I still, dude, I would pretend like I was sick. I would go to the bathroom. I would literally sit in the stall, pull my feet up. You know what I mean? And I would literally sit Indian style on the toilet so the coaches could not see my feet. Um, I hated touching weights, man. Um, but when I, you know, when I started, I guess I, I was like mid-college. Mid um, when I started, like, you know, actually 
But you know what? I'm just going to see what, a, what what this is about, man. That locker room mentality kicked in. It changed everything for me, dude. Like, wait a minute. I'm actually closer with my teammates because I'm grinding hard during the offseason. Um, and the thing is, I, I could kind of act a, a fool a little bit because I only had, you know, whereas your average football player in college especially is only going to have, you know, they're going to have, you know, anywhere from, you know, you know four to, to eight weeks of offseason. I only had two weeks, maybe three, because I had track. So I had to, I'd always had to leave. So I was like, yeah, man, I'll go fool around for a little bit, whatever. And I but I usually would stick around long enough to get to that first block, so to speak, and get to testing. And you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this is this is dope. I guess I'll kind of live in the weight room a little bit. And so because my buddies would always want to go to the weight room, I would go to the weight room. Didn't necessarily lift, but I would hang out in the weight room. And it kind of, it's weird, like spending hours and hours with your boys in the weight room, it, it almost, when I decided to give powerlifting a legitimate shot, you know, 10 something years later, it was like, you know, it was, it was, it was like I never left. It's like, you know what, dude, I, I'm so used to being in a weight room for an extended amount of time. You know, this is nothing. Let's just do it. So I, 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 I think that's really dope how, you know, even while in high school, like, you, you know, I mean, you were slowly but surely becoming like kind of a weight room junkie, you know, and, you know, and, and, and really introducing that into your, your, your regimen in terms of becoming a better player. And so it was, it was almost like a hand in hand conversion, you know, moving into, you know, going into college. And of course, you know, having a, I, at least in my opinion, you know what I mean? Like, you know, some people argue this because, you know, you, you, you can be controversial when you want to. I feel like you're one of the most brilliant minds in powerlifting, not necessarily just from, you know, not just from, you know, your, your, you know, I mean, obviously, obviously you're a thinker, obviously you're, you're an intelligent person, but I just feel like you, you're able to do stuff and, and, and say stuff to people and, and get stuff out of people that, you know, the normal person, the normal lay person can't necessarily do. Um, I feel like you have a lot of good ideas. I feel like you're, you're a huge asset to, um, to our sport. Um, and I tell you this a lot, so I don't care. I'm just, I'm just telling it. I appreciate it. I'm telling it to you. I've told you the same things, man. Yeah, I, man. I definitely drew so much and still do motivation from you in the sport man i remember that first arnold you and <laughs> like i was just like this little scrub getting blown out by brett gibbs by like 200 pounds but you and you know you and ryan were were there to support me and that you know that stuck for sure yeah man well i mean it's it's i think it's like that with anybody man like at this point and don't get me wrong i i don't ever i never really think that like i'm 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 all that or whatever but i mean i i think i'd always at least in my heart of hearts knew like i'm gonna I'm going to be a champion one day. You know what I mean? And I've been a champion at everything I've done. Why not this? What do I have to do to be yeah. a champion? You know, and the one thing that helped me that, you know, that not a lot of people get, especially people nowadays, they get like, I, I came in the game like right at, you know, 2012 slash 2013. And I came in as an older lifter. But I mean, I never, never felt like I was an older lifter. I never felt like I, you know, I, I knew that I didn't know anything. I knew that. But I got lucky out of the gate because, I mean, when I got there, you know, like David Ricks took me under his wing. Freaking, you know, uh, Anthony Harris took me under his wing. Like all of these, like, you know, these older lifters, these master lifters, you know, rather than, you know, like, ah, this, 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 this punk. Like they like, kind of took me in and they just were like, hey, man, you do this right. You do this right. You do this right. You stay humble. You know what I mean? You know who your people are. And, you know, it just gave me like these, these this almost a checklist of things to follow to make sure that, that I could at least have some success socially within the lifting community. And it did, yeah. it did wonders for my psyche and it just made me confident. I felt like I was a part of something. Um, as the popularity grows, I've noticed it's not necessarily like that, 
You know what I mean? But rather than than treat it like, oh, there's just a bunch of individuals, I just feel like now we're we're just a bigger family and more efforts need to be made to kind of spread that love. You know what I mean? And so with, with you coming in, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was like, well, this kid is so unorthodox the way, like, look how he lives, dude. Like, this dude's like a string bean. How does he do this? Like, how does he, like, who does an arts like that? I, I've never seen that before. Like, you're one of the first people that I saw, like, yo, this dude is putting up. You and uh, and Owen, you're the, the only two guys that I've ever seen that, like, at least as far, as, first, as, far as the 83 class, that big, that have, that have arches like that. You know what I mean? I mean, and so mm-hmm. I was like, dude, what is this kid doing? Like, Oh, he'd be good, bro. He could be good. I remember we were like in the back. I'm like, bro, if this kid puts it together, it's gonna be a wrap. And every year, I think it's every year I say this to you, I'm like, bro, put it together. If you put it together, it's gonna be a wrap. You know what I mean? And you know, there, there's been meets that you've like, you've been like right there, like 96 percent. Like, oh my god, he's gonna do it. And then it and, and it's not that it doesn't happen, it's just like something will happen or whatever. You know, and that's how we No, it doesn't happen though. You're right. I mean, they're like the Arnold this past year, like everything was going well. Oh, and then you were murdering the game. I was like, yo. And I remember I looked, I was like, oh, he just might do it. Like, he, he just might do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, nope. and the thing is, it's not that it's just, you know what I mean? I feel like when people were to go back, you know, and just watch your videos and look at your body work, like, yo, this dude is literally a lift or two away from a, from, from a dub. And it's not even like a it's not even like a, 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 a small dub. It's like, dude, this guy can have a straight walkaway dub. You know what I mean? And it's and I and I feel like that's what that's what the game is missing is for people to recognize, like, you know what, bro? So you didn't get the dub. I get that. But if you put it together, you can get the dub. You know what I mean? And and so for me, when I when you see people like that, you know, the the cool thing that Ryan, Ryan and Ben Escrow said to me when they first started like rocking with me back in the day was, I want to see greatness be great. I want to see great be great. And rather, you know. And for me, it, is, I, it always meant to me, like, you know what? doesn't matter who the person is. If they have greatness in them, dude, you want to see that greatness be great. So if I have this, like, Sean, bro, just calm down and just put it together. You got all the tools. Put it together. If that's what I have to say, then I'll say it. If I got to say it a million times, then cool. I'll say it a million one times. But, but people have to understand, like, you know, it's not necessarily a us versus them in this game. It's we're all trying to get to. Dude, there's so much room at the top for everyone. There's so much room for everybody to eat. But you know, like people will pick a side or they'll choose a person they like. It's like, all right, well, you know what I'm saying? I'm all I'm all this side, you know, I mean, whatever about the other side. Like it doesn't that's never really made sense yeah. to me. So, you know, I, I think mean, at the that's Go ahead. No, sorry to cut you off, but that's what I was gonna say. It's like that's the difference with with powerlifting, right? Like there's winners and losers, but you don't have to take anything out of somebody else's hands yeah. in powerlifting to win. Right. Like with baseball, like if you're if you're the pitcher you strike somebody out to win the game, you took a chance at a hit away from somebody, right? But like in powerlifting, you could have someone have a nine for nine perfect day, best day they've ever had, might be a world record day. Mm -hmm. Someone might beat you by two and a half, but you just had two historic performances. Yeah, man. It's happened to me, what, three times? Like, I mean, a couple years ago, it was like I set American record. Dude, I went in and actually did the same and tied me on body. I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? You know what I mean? And so like, but it's just like, I couldn't be mad because literally right before we competed, I was like, hey man, these fools don't respect you. Give them a reason to respect you. I remember, I will never forget that. I was so hyped for that dude. And then he went out and freaking ate. I'm like, God damn it. Not today though. Maybe <laughs> tomorrow. You stop motiv- 
people, bro. But that's the thing, bro. At the end of the day, man, like there's so much room. That's so much room for us all to eat, dude. I mean, and, and it's crazy because I went and won the world championship that year. So, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a knock. It was, it's one of those things where I just really feel like your best lifting happens with that locker room mentality. Having some people have your back because I mean, they give you that energy. They, they, they send you that energy. Um, I don't know, man. And so, you know, when it comes to you, because we're definitely going to do a part two and talk more about the weightlifting thing. I just feel like yeah. when it comes to you, it, it really, you know, it, it's about the tools that you bring to the to the table. You bring so much to the table. Um, you bring a, a, a very high sense of self, which is, this is dope. You know what I mean? But it's, you know, it's not cocky. You know what I mean? And you bring, you bring such a higher level of intelligence to this game. And it's, it's not necessarily one of those like, Jeez, dude, there's no, I, I, I'm trying to say this and not sound like a dick, like, scientific-based lifting. Like, I just, <laughs> bro, it's, that's one of the most overused words that, that you know, overused terms. Like, obviously, it's it's going to have to be scientific-based in, in some form of fashion. It's like, what do you want, caveman-based? Like, what are you talking about? Um, I feel like you bring a lot to the table in terms of of the brand of lifter that you're you're starting to to put out in the, in the market. Um. You can kind of start telling your people, and it's 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 that's dope. Um, I, I've always been a believer in the type of the type of person that you have as a coach. It's definitely going to reflect the type of people that you pick up, number one, and the type of influence you have over those people. Um, you've got you've got a few lifters that 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 are doing some things, but the the cool thing about about your lifters, especially the ones that that I know of, they they all have a little piece of you in them in terms of they 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 have that, that they have that like that, that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I know my lifters. I know my I, my lifters are they're they're all clowns, bro. They're all clowns. Um, you know, like that was one of the the biggest. Uh, I I don't even know if it was a compliment or whatever, but uh, that was one of the the funniest things that that uh <laughs> that they were telling me in the back was, I knew those those had to be your guys. Those those two, those two huge tattooed Mexican dudes. I knew those were guys because they were just cracking jokes the whole time. <laughs> they're just cracking jokes, and you know what I mean. And you know, they both did super super well, but like I. I, I start to get it now, you know, and even with, with Joey's army, like they all have a little piece of him. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, it's, it's cool to, it, it's kind of cool to watch like how, like, you know, just like different, you know, there's different brands of clothing in, in the game. There's different brands of coaching in the game. Yeah. Um, and you know, if it's not necessarily, there's, if there's biters, but I mean, you what you bring to the table and the way you coach and how you how you coach and the people that you that you do you coach they all have a little piece of you and it's kind of cool to watch like yo this oh I, I, I look the young bucks make an impact over here you look at you know what I mean and so I feel like <laughs> I feel like that that time it's gonna come when it's just like all right coaching's good my people are good my girl's good now it's just time for me to go ahead and complete this and knock this out. I think that I think the time that's I think the time that, it, that you put it together is the, is the day that you decide like you know what it's not even that big of a deal let's just try here and do it when that moment hits you I just want to be there bro I just want to be there because you got all the tools man like you you literally got all the tools you know what I mean it's just a matter of time I'm like bro I just hope I hope I hope I'm around when he does it you know what I mean like I've I've been around for a lot of like dope I've you know. When John, when John went 2000, I was there. When, when Ray squatted 1,000 for the first time and, and comp was there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been, I think, at, at every one of Daniela's, you know, dominant performances. I'm like, dude, I'm ready for you to have your breakthrough. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everyone's due that breakthrough. You know, I mean, and 
I feel like now at this point, you know, I mean, you've given enough to the game that you, you're due for a breakthrough. And I mean, it can be an Arnold. It can be a local meet. I don't, you know, when Bryce had his breakthrough, it was at a freaking local meet, dude. So like you're due for a breakthrough. Whenever that happens, I mean, I, I hope and pray that I'm around, man. I just, like I said, I, I feel like it's it's time now, you know, and I, I feel like any any more misfortune that you could have had on a platform, you've had it. So now it's, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, there's, you have no excuse anymore. You know what I mean? And I feel like the the part that we don't do as lifters, especially in this game, is we don't hold each other accountable like you would say your teammate. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, I know you're in a slump and everything, but, bro, like we literally, we just took, you know, we just took, you know, you know 600 swings over the last two days. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't be hitting. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. Like I, and so I feel like that's that's been my job as as the Pied Piper of, of powerlifting right now is, you know, the people that I the people that I like, the people that I, I want us to see, I'm gonna hold my people accountable. Cause at this point it, it yeah. makes no sense for you not to be, you know, you know, Russ is killing it. Brett's been killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason why you should be mentioned up there. There's absolutely no reason. You know what I mean? So at this point, it's not them taking it from you, it's you taking it from yourself. So whatever you gotta do, like and it's crazy because we're we, this is something that we would probably you know, you know be IG messaging back and forth. I'm just telling it to your face, like whatever you need yeah. to do to clear your head to get to that spot, dude. It's it's time, bro. It's your times. Your times. Your times now. Like a lot of people's time is right now. You know what I mean? And you know when when you get out of your own way and just let it, just let the weight sing. It's it's gonna be a wrap, dude. I mean, I think that 500, which we will talk about part two. I feel like that 500 is 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 the beginning of something that's gonna be the beginning of something special, man. So again, that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But uh, I appreciate that, man. But yeah, man. So yeah, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, what I was gonna say to to what you were saying before, like talking about people taking it away from me or why I'm not in the conversation. Like I'm not. I'm not some, you know, there are a lot of people out there who get really sour when their name mm-hmm. is not mentioned when they think it should be. And, yep. you know, I'm, I, I just, I'm not one of those people because I'm very much, you know, I had a lot of mentors in sports growing up or in school that like, just, you have to prove yourself. Right. And like, uh-huh. as an outside observer, like I know you, you know me, right. Yeah. So you know that you've had the conversations, you've been there with me at meets, all that sort of stuff. But like, the people who form up form what is like the public perception of a lifter, like they have to be provided evidence to be able to put your name in a yep. conversation. Like oh, yeah. I just have to perform, right? Like I haven't I haven't put together that performance that that takes me from being like, oh well he could be to you should be in the conversation. Yeah. And like I'm totally I'm it doesn't bug me. Like yeah. I'm just like, all right. And it shouldn't. What it do should. I have to do to do it? It shouldn't, because you know the facts. I mean you're you're again, that's what that the cool thing about being a per- <laughs> being a, uh, a, a being a thinker is that you you do a lot of things based off of facts and you, everything's black and white. It's like when I give the facts, then I will be able to be mentioned in that conversation. You know I mean, I'm I'm the same way. I feel like dude, I do I could throw numbers around, bro. But like you know, what I mean, like and I've won I've won a couple times and that's been dope. You know, maybe here lately I'm just like eh, you know what I mean? Like I'm not putting up a sexy number here. You know what I'm saying? And and you know like. You know, I think my concerns have been less on powerlifting in terms of how much weight I can move around, but rather how many people I can unite. It hasn't necessarily been like, you know, in the gym. So I'm like, you know what, dude, what what would happen if I just actually focus on moving some weight? And all of a sudden, squats are starting to eat a little bit. All of a sudden, deadlifts are starting to eat a little bit. Bench has steady been eating. 
But I'm just like, all right, well, that's cool. Let's see if we can put something together. Um, I don't know. You know, like, even my dad's like, why don't you just go full out one time? Because the goal's never really been like, oh, I'm trying to destroy people. My goal is just like, how much do I need to win? What, what's the 1799? All right, cool. Let's go 18. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, people don't even care about what the total was. They just care about if you got the dub or not. You know what I mean? But here later, I'm like, oh, let's, let's just try to fall in love with numbers. Let's see what that's about. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm I right there with you. I mean, you can't, you know, you, you can't take you can't take a lot of this stuff to, to heart. You know what I mean? And you can't take a lot of this stuff too serious because at the end of the day, we do this for fun. You know what I mean? And as long as it stays fun, I think it's that's that's going to be the key. But I don't know. I I know I'm just I'm just talking because I'm already I'm already thinking of getting ready, everything ready for the for part two, but yeah, what I'll do, man, is we'll we'll get you scheduled up for this part two. Um, I'm 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 excited for the, this. This two bangers be dope. Plus, we didn't even we literally got one question in and then we just started going ham. Um, I was gonna say it's like bro, we literally questions. only got one question and that was my question. That wasn't even dude. I'm telling you, his questions are dope. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah man. I mean, um. So yeah, all, in part two, just give you a, just give you guys a preview of what part two is gonna be about. Part two, uh, we're gonna talk about where where the the IG handles come from because a lot of people want to they want to know like where the IG handles are coming from. Um, we've already talked about baseball. We might dig back into baseball just a little bit uh, in terms of what, what you kind of did for for that. Uh, we're gonna talk about your last three meets, how things went for those uh, those meets. Um, <laughs> We're gonna talk about how you and the lady met. That's gonna be great. Can't wait for that one. Um, and then I think we're gonna cap it on what's it like uh, for me at least. I need to know this one. Uh, that 500 bench press, man. I, I need to know. I need. I gotta welcome you to the club. So uh, we're definitely gonna talk about that in part two. But for now, ladies and gents, this was Corner of the Circle, Mr. Sean Noriega, the man, the myth, the soon-to-be legend. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks again. We will be getting back with you soon, bud. Thank you, bro. All I right, really man. appreciate you having me on. All right, thanks, bud. What's up, people? LS. First and foremost, thank you guys for joining us on this journey that is McLean and Circle. Appreciate you guys, you know what I'm saying, coming through and listening. Now, got some important news for you. All your apparel, <laughs> like this right here, can be found at McLean Circle. Simple. Go to lsmclean.com, hit that chop button. That's where we're at. Thank you guys very, very, very much. Also, coaching by yours truly can be found at lsmclean.com. Thank you very, 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 very much. And finally, want to know what goes on in my life? Whatever. You probably don't, but it is what it is. Guess what? lsmclean.com. Thank you very, 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 very much. 